Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Meetings Concierge podcast, where you can learn everything you need to know to pull off a successful meeting. I'm Nancy Nachman, and I've been in the hospitality industry since 1981. After studying hospitality management in college, I went to work in sales for some of the world's finest hotel companies. While helping people plan their meetings, I realized my hotel insider knowledge and expertise was something I had to share with people who plan meetings. Hence, the Meetings Concierge was launched in 1994. I invite you to email meeting planning questions to me. My email address is nancy at meetingsconcierge.com. And I will be so very happy to provide answers to your questions and concerns. Share with me what went wrong at your last meeting and I'll help fix it so those troubles don't happen again. And now, let's begin. So in my world of meeting planning, one of the biggest questions that I get asked is, where do I begin when my boss tells me, let's plan a meeting? And that's a really valuable question. And there's one simple answer, and the answer is create an agenda. And then comes the hard part, because there are so many moving parts to your agenda that you're going to start with a plan, and then the plan's going to take a turn and it make a change and a change again. But that's how meetings eventually come together. Starting point making changes, coming to a point where you're happy with what's going to take place from arrival through departure, and there you have your meeting. So when you try and put an agenda together, the first thing that you're going to want to do is make a list of some questions that you need the answers to, starting with, who is attending your meeting? What is the level of executive or guest that you're going to be bringing together? And that will start help you decide on what type of hotel you're going to seek out. And the location, are you going to meet in a particular city? Are you looking at perhaps multiple cities to host the meeting and you're not quite sure yet where it's going to take place? Or what country you're going to bring your meeting to? So make a list of the locations that you will be potentially or definitely hosting your meeting. The type of hotel that you seek out also depends upon the level of guests that you're bringing together and the time that you have together. For example, if it's a one-night meeting with a quick couple of days of meetings, you would choose typically maybe an airport hotel or a city hotel that's very close to an airport versus you have three or four days to bring people together and you can choose a resort property, perhaps one that has recreation on site and you're going to have team building or free time for your guests. So think about the type of hotel or resort and the location of that property when you are putting your agenda together. The size of the hotel also matters. I always recommend 
smaller hotels for smaller groups, and obviously larger groups will fit into larger hotels. But you never want to be that 30 or 50 room group in a 5,000 room hotel. You absolutely get lost in the shuffle. You're not the premier group to the hotel. So think about the size of your group and how many guest rooms hotels have that you are considering to host your meeting. Um, Arrival and departure dates are key. So establish your arrival day, your departure day, if you are flexible with those dates or not, and how many guest rooms you're going to need each night and how many suites you would need each night. Um, Check the calendar. That's very, very key to check the calendar for that month, that year, so that you avoid booking meetings over major holidays. And if you have global attendees or going out to a a country outside of uh, your own host country where you are located, uh, then you need to look at global holidays so that your guests are not negatively impacted or um, perhaps can't make your event due to to a holiday. Um, you know, bed types are something you have to think about too. Put on your list. For for example, if you're having a, a meeting where families are coming together, ideally you're going to want rooms with two queen size beds. If it's just individual single attendees, it doesn't matter as much, but bed types are something people don't tend to think about when they're putting together an agenda, but it sometimes can also make or break you choosing a particular hotel. For example, you want king beds for all your executives and the hotel that you're looking at may share with you when you ask that pertinent question, uh, do you have enough king size beds for my entire group? If the answer is no, and that is a hot button for you, you might have to take that hotel off of your list. Your meeting space is something else that you have to think about. What is going to happen from arrival through departure? How many guests are you going to need to put in the meeting rooms? What are the start and end times of every meeting and every banquet that you're going to hold? The reason you need to have this planned out before you approach a hotel to see if they can accommodate your meeting is because literally if you if your meeting ends at 6 p.m. and a hotel has a setup for a big reception dinner starting at 5 p.m. and you absolutely cannot end your meeting before 6 p.m., then a particular hotel who needs that meeting room by 5 p.m. on a certain day may not be available to you. So being specific, as specific as start and end times for your events before you talk to hotels about availability is crucial. You see, it's the little simple things that make or break hotels being available to you. And you have to have as much information as possible before you start the shopping process to find the right hotel for your group. So something as simple as a start and end time for your meetings and your banquets is key. Uh, Seating style is another very important thing to think about because perhaps a hotel has a meeting room for 500 people that can be set theater style, meaning only chairs, no tables, but they may not have a room large enough to seat 500 people 
classroom style, which means tables and chairs. So think about how you want your meeting rooms and banquet rooms set, what style of seating you're going for, again, before you start shopping. Room shapes is something to keep in mind, by the way. When you get availability from a hotel, you want to look on their website and look at the meeting room that they are proposing to you for your group. Look at the capacity chart on the hotel's website and talk to the salesperson and say, does Palm Court 3 seat 300 people for a sit-down banquet dinner? And you will find out the answer very quickly. Yes, we can, or 300 is tight, even though it says it on my website. So when you have the number of guests that you're trying to seat in a particular style, know what style of seating you're seeking and make sure, of course, the hotel can accommodate that. But room shapes, uh, you know, it's it's great to have a square-shaped room. That's the ideal room with windows with a fabulous view of something. Long, rectangularly shaped rooms are not ideal. So pay attention on hotel capacity websites and look at the size, not the square footage, but the actual uh, length and width and ceiling height of meeting space that is being offered to you to make sure it's perfect for you. Uh, Do you mind air walls? You know, those are those walls that get pulled between large ballroom spaces. If it's your own group, and you're pulling air walls for breakout meetings or banquets are in the adjoining room to your meeting space, that's okay. But never share air walls with other meetings that are outside of your own corporation or association. Um, No matter what a hotel will tell you, how state-of-the-art new air walls can be or how old, old air walls can be, you can hear through them. So I highly advise um, having that on your list of I can live with this or I can't live with this as far as air walls go. And I mentioned a moment ago, you know, an ideal meeting room has windows Uh, perhaps for your particular meeting or event, it either doesn't matter or you don't want the windows. So um, whatever your your needs are, make sure you are putting on your agenda before you go shopping to make sure a hotel can offer you what you're looking for. Who else is meeting around you is going to be something very key. You first first of all, never want your competitors uh, meeting near you at the same time. So when you start shopping, you want to ask a hotel, are any of these three or four uh, companies who are your direct competitors already booked into the hotel? You definitely want to avoid that. Um, What else is going on in the hotel at the same time? Are there conferences or conventions that may or may not um, work well at the same time that your meeting is taking place? And what's going on in the city? Is there a large conference or convention taking place that is going to lessen the ability to get around the city easily or have quick and easy access to transportation, taxis, and and Ubers and Lyfts and 
allowing you to have access to private dining and restaurants. So if a city is hosting a large convention over the same dates as your meeting, it sometimes can present a difficult situation for logistics and um, availability of, of certain things that you might want to engage for your guests if the city is already full with other large events and conferences going on at the same time. Another thing to think about, too, is check with the hotels, of course, before you go on a site visit or think about contracting with a hotel. How are the streets and is there construction taking place in the city, around the hotel, making it difficult to possibly get to the property? And airports are being renovated like crazy right now. So another key thing to find out and put on your list as you're preparing your plans to meet somewhere is to find out about airport construction in the cities that you're considering. The size of your group will also be something that you want to think about when you ask a hotel uh, about their staffing levels for the bell staff upon arrival, and the front desk. So if you know in advance that you are going to have a rather large amount of people arriving or departing at the same time, you always, always want to make sure that hotels will work with you to increase staff levels uh, to adequately accommodate the flow of your guests coming in and out. And another thing that you really have to think about is or have there been any recent controversial reports about a hotel or a brand of hotels or cities that are in the news or countries that are in the news that could negatively impact your guests wanting to come to your meeting? So that's just one other thing to put on your your list, on your agenda as you're putting together the ideas and thoughts that you have about bringing people together for a meeting. So in essence, an agenda really is doing your homework, going through all of the the what-ifs and thinking very clearly through all of the possibilities that can make or break the success of your event. It is up to you to do your due diligence and your homework as you prepare to start searching for that ideal location, city, and hotel for your meeting. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Meetings Concierge podcast. I truly love sharing my knowledge and expertise about planning meetings. For more information about my complimentary service, or if I may answer any of your questions, send an email to me, nancy at meetingsconcierge.com. Until next time, bon voyage.